0: Before we get started today, I just want to remind you that we're in the middle of our annual raffle, and tickets are just $50, and it really helps support all the wonderful work that we're doing. If you buy a ticket today, I'll send you a personal thank you letter and a little gift. It's really easy. Just go to www.ndgraffle.com. That's ndgraffle.com. I'll be ever so grateful to you. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to this Sunday edition of my Daily Torah Thought. Today I want to talk about prayer, the power of prayer, and the importance of prayer. I recently saw an incredible explanation by the former chief rabbi of the Great Britain, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. He says, let's suppose that we pray for something. Either it's good that this happens, or it's not. And if it is then God doesn't need my prayer to make it happen. He'll make it happen anyway, because God is good. And if it isn't good, then it's not going to happen no matter how hard I pray. The proof of this, he says, is Moses. When Moses prayed for God to forgive the Jews, God forgave them because God forgives And when he prayed that he, Moses, would be allowed to cross the Jordan and enter the promised land, God didn't grant him the request. He told him to stop praying. It was not going to happen, however hard and however long Moses was going to pray. So prayer doesn't change God's mind in any simple sense. Prayer changes the world because it changes us. The Hebrew word for prayer is lehit which means to judge yourself. And that's what we do when we pray. We pray not simply for God to fulfill our desires, but in order to know what to desire. All animals act to satisfy their desires, but only human beings are capable of standing back and passing judgment on their desires. There are some desires that we shouldn't satisfy. Junk food, for example, is bad for us. Smoking is as well. And so is ambition achieved by betraying others, and on and on. To be humanly mature is to know what to desire. Prayer is the education of desire. Now, take the weekday Amida, for example. It teaches us to seek knowledge, to seek wisdom. And to seek understanding, not just a new car or an exotic holiday or expensive clothes. It teaches us to want to return to God when, as happens so often, our souls drift in the winds of time. Blown this way and that way by the pressures of today, by the pressures of society. It teaches us to seek spiritual healing as well as physical health. It teaches us to seek the best not just for ourselves, but for our people and for ultimately the entire humanity. The morning prayer opens our eyes to the wonders of the physical world. It trains us to give thanks for the sheer gift of being alive. In the verses of praise in the morning, we learn to see the Creator through creation. We sense the song of the earth in the wind that moves the trees, the clouds that dapple the sky, the sun that melts the snow. We hear God's praise in the breath of all that lives. In the Shema prayer, we cover our eyes to move inward to the world of sound, to listen to the voice of God that we can only here in the silence of the soul. And the word we hear is love, our love for God and God's love for us. And then in the Amida, we stand in God's presence. We take three steps back and then three steps forward and bow. Not to compare, but it's kind of like you meet the queen. You know you're in the presence of majesty. That's what we feel. And any day when we begin the Amida, when we begin the standing prayer, prayer teaches us to give thanks. There's a fascinating piece of medical research known as the Nun Study. A group of nuns in America gave permission for their way of life to be studied in the interests of medical science. What the researchers found was fascinating. They compared nuns today with these brief autobiographies they had written 60 years before when they had just become nuns. What the researchers found was that those who, at the age of 20, expressed the most gratitude, those people lived longer and suffered fewer illnesses than the people who didn't have that kind of gratitude. And so, in our prayers, giving thanks which in Hebrew is modim anachnulach." It generates a spiritual happiness, which in turn helps physical health. Prayer tells us that we're not alone in the world. When Natan Sharansky was imprisoned by the KGB, his wife, Avital, gave him a little Hebrew book of Psalms, the Tehillim. The KGB sensed that it would give him strength, so they confiscated it. He fought a three-year campaign, to have it returned to him, and eventually it was. Natan's knowledge of Hebrew was limited, but he was a brilliant mathematician, and so he acted as if the book was written in a code that he had to decipher. And slowly he decoded it, word by word, until he came to a complete sentence that came to him as a revelation, as if it had been spoken specifically to him. There in the Russian prison, it was the line from Psalm 23, and it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Many years later, he took one of these phrases as the title of his autobiography. He called it Fear No Evil. To pray is to know that you are with me, and it's to know that we are not alone. Without a vessel to contain a blessing, there can be no blessing. If we have no receptacle to catch the rain, the rain may fall, but we'll have none to drink. If we have no radio receiver, the sound waves will flow, but we'll be unable to convert them into sound. God's blessings flow continuously, but unless we make ourselves into a vessel for them, they'll flow elsewhere. Prayer is the act of turning ourselves into a vehicle for the divine. Prayer is to the soul what exercise is to the body. You can live without exercise, but you won't live a healthy life. You can live without prayer, but the whole areas of human experience will be closed to you. Prayer changes the world because it changes us, opening our eyes to the radiance of God's world, our ears to the still small voice of God's word. That's my thought for this wonderful Sunday. Have a fantastic day. Hi there. I just wanted to let you know that I just launched a brand new website. It's the love T h e l o v e r a b b i T H E L O V E R A B B I.com. The Loverabbi.com, And it has um, lots of very interesting uh, things there. Especially, you can purchase um, a lot of the different classes and uh, lectures that I have given um, over the past few years, and you can also take a look at the current classes and lectures that I'm giving, and the current events that I am doing on relationships. So I encourage you to go check it out. It's theloverabbi.com. Thanks so much. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.